What's your story? Whether you're a client or an independent financial advisor, we know you face many important decisions that can affect your and your clients' long-term financial success. Welcome to the WIN Podcast. What's important now with Corey Hymanson, accredited investment fiduciary and president of Hymanson Wealth Advisors. In this podcast, Corey helps you identify your goals and objectives through financial education and comprehensive planning, while inspiring you to make better behavioral decisions in your personal finance. With a twist on pop culture and current events, join us as we explore growth and protection strategies for individuals, advisors, and their businesses. Come and discover what's important to you now. Hello, and welcome to the Win Podcast, or as we call it now, Corey's Book Club. Hello, Corey. You want me to talk softly like we're in a library basement? And <laughs> yes, that's, that's to, exactly what I'm looking for. Try to Hello, dull down my enthusiasm. Welcome to Corey's Book Club. We're going to start on page 347 of 7,312 pages. Are you, are you trying to kill off all the listeners before we even get going? Man, okay, okay. you're killing me. For those that are just joining us, this is not normal, uh, but rarely are these podcasts normal. You have a ton of great guests today. You don't. You have me, which I'm, I apologize to the listening audience already, uh, but you, the last podcast you did, you actually, we kind of started on a little two-part book series, right? The first book was something completely different than today, so go back and listen to that audience. Today, you're covering a different book, and I love it already because... Uh, I know, I know the title. You gave me some sneak previews. Yeah, we're jokingly or half jokingly calling it Book Club Part Two. But but when I came up with this idea, I thought, hey, let's do it back to back episodes. We'll do two different books and, and just see where it goes, you know. And so here's here's the plug to the listeners: if if you like it, if you hate it, hey, give us some feedback. We always like to hear that stuff. Yeah, for sure. All right, why don't you tell them what book you're covering today, what we're talking yeah. about, and why? Yeah, I'm kind of fired up because as I read this thing, and I'm not a guy that just sits down and reads all the time, but as I read this, I, I was like kind of finding myself. It was like an, an intervention with Corey, with hmm. Corey as the intervening other people. It was kind of weird. But anyway, nice. the The book title is called Grit, and that's a word not everybody uses, grit, G-R-I-T. So this is also part of the title, The Power of Passion and Perseverance, and, and this is written by an author named Angela Duckworth. Yeah, love the title. I have not read this book, so I'm really interested to dive into it and, and get your viewpoint on it. Yeah, and it, it, this is the kind of stuff that gets me all fired up. But when I picked these two books for the last episode and this one, uh, there really was no correlation, or at least I didn't think. And then mm -hmm. as I dig into this, it's like, damn, Corey, you nailed it. I mean, these things actually sort of tie together. <laughs> mm. All right. So I'm, I'm not saying we're rolling out episode three and four of podcasting uh, book club, but hey, we might get some 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 positive points out of this one and tie it to the last episode and just take off running. Okay, well, let's get to it. Yeah, so you know, I'll throw a little background at the author. Her name, as I said, Angela Duckworth, uh, by all definitions, probably a pretty smart individual. So she attended Harvard. Uh, she's in the field of psychology. Uh, now she's even a professor at the University of Pennsylvania. And this is a fun fact. Her father was a chemist for the DuPont Company. Hmm. And, and he invented something known as lucite dispersion lacquer, which means nothing to me. But if you dig a little deeper, what this is, is basically it's a substance that goes into car paint that prevents fading of car paint. Really? So. Smart guy. 
yeah, I mean, you, you don't just show up to whatever day job you have and, and create something like that. So I mean, yeah. there, there's some there's some background to this stuff. And so um, some books are meant to be fun. Some are fiction. Some are, you know, well thought out. And, and this one really makes you think, or it made me think a lot. And, and so, man, you know, what she really studies, the author, is, is self-control, essentially, of, of people and how they think and act and so forth. And she focuses on the word grit. Mm-hmm. And, and so grit is not really a word that I use very often or have, haven't in the past. But so what do you do? You go right to, uh, to a dictionary, right? Or All Google. Right. Yeah. You know, so if I look that up first, let's go to the old famous Webster dictionary. It basically says that, that grit is a small, hard particle, sharp, hard particle, or it's a material like an abrasive, um, or the third definition, it says firmness of one's mind or spirit. Okay, so that, that seems to start mm. working a little bit. So the, then I, I looked at another dictionary, the Oxford Dictionary, and it, it says, uh, definition number one, the courage and strength of mind that makes it possible for somebody to continue doing something difficult or unpleasant. Mm. And, and that was the light bulb moment yeah. for me. I mean, it's like, oh, damn, that, yeah, that hits you right between the eyes. You know, so what we're talking about is that basically... Um, and this is her point too, is that the secret to achieving anything outstanding is really not about your talent. It's about this term grit, Mm. you know, so let's, uh, let's unpack that a little bit. So, I mean, what we're talking about is it, it takes a blend of motivation and, and determination for a person over a hell of a long period of time, probably. Yeah. To, to battle those experiences, those failures, those bumps in the road, you know, adversity in order to, to achieve. And here's the real kicker. Not everybody we know has grit. Mm-hmm. So if I threw it at you, Eric, just off the cuff, do you think you have grit? Corey, if I'm honest, um, sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. <laughs> right? I'm serious. And it's, it has to do with you know what I'm doing, right? Because if I'm, if I'm, if I want to go for a run, I think we've discussed this. I don't run. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not going to complete whatever, whatever distance I'm trying to run because I just don't run well. I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. And so I'm not determined and I I don't maybe have that courage to continue on because I just keep thinking how much my legs hurt, so on and so forth. But I, I bought a bicycle. I think we talked about this too. I bought a bike recently. I like biking. I enjoy it. And it has been difficult. And these hills, even though I'm in Nebraska, which is extremely flat, there are some hills that I'm, I'm navigating up and down and I've had to push myself, but I haven't quit that, right? Because I know that the, the payoff is going to be good. I've already lost some weight. So I'm, I'm happy about that and I enjoy it. So I don't know. I, I guess it, de- it depends on something that was her definition or the uh, Oxford definition. The end of it was something difficult or unpleasant. Well, maybe when it's unpleasant, I don't have as much grit as I should. Right. Right. Oh no, that's spot on. And and you don't have to beat yourself up and lose sleep tonight. I mean, this is just, uh, I don't know if grit can be learned. Eh, maybe it can, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But um, here's the first key takeaway from this book though. And this is, this is cool. And, and basically it says that a in order to have grit, you basically have to have a, a top level goal 
mm. for a long time. So now what's a top level goal? Okay, here's the tie-in. So the last episode we talked about um, that title was one page financial plan. And basically that talked about having short-term goals, kind of some stretch goals, mm -hmm. and then the big ultimate goal. And it's like, hmm, now you start scratching your head. It's like, maybe these people are onto something. So, you know, if you have an ultimate goal, it might take a lot of smaller goals beneath it in order to, to achieve that big one. Mm -hmm. And here, here's a great place. Here is a great story. You're going to love this. I know you're a Seattle Seahawk fan. Yes, correct? sir. Unless anything has changed since the draft Nothing. earlier this year and you didn't like it, whatever. So <laughs> Yeah, I don't have to like it to still be a fan. <laughs> so, so I was reading about Pete Carroll. You know, he's yeah. the current coach. And there was a point in his career where he got fired. I mean, he went from being a college coach, successful, goes to the pros, you know, kind of flames out and gets fired, doesn't know what he's going to do. And, you know, he's moping around the house. And suddenly he realizes he needs an ultimate goal. He needs basically a life philosophy. He has to have purpose. This isn't about my goal is to win a championship and hoist the trophy. No, it's, it's about something far bigger than that. And so he created, I don't know if he created or stole it from somebody, but basically, you know, I'm looking at a visual that he put together that has, you know, I always try to describe things in this podcast and then you laugh at me and tell me I didn't do a very good job of describing it. I do not. Get out of here. Okay. <laughs> Give it a Everyone shot. out there, can we think of a triangle? <laughs> okay. So we got a triangle. Now, essentially what we're talking about is across the bottom of that triangle, maybe you've got six let's call them circles. I know now I'm confusing circles and triangles, but let's say we've got six goals across the bottom. Each one of these is a different specific low level goal. Mm -hmm. So if we're working our way up in a normal looking triangle, then the next higher level, maybe we have three goals stretched across that line. Those are like mid-level or medium, yeah. you know, whatever we want to call them. And then the ultimate goals at the top, the pinnacle, big, big goal at the top, the pinnacle. Now here's the key to that ultimate goal. An ultimate goal for any person, I don't care if they're a football coach or, or a laborer or, you know, police, policeman, fireman, woman, whatever, that ultimate goal has to serve a common purpose that's big, you know, that essentially benefits others. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes people, especially when they talk to financial people like me, they're like, they think all their goals have to have numbers. You know what I mean? Like. I need a pile of X amount of mm -hmm. dollars, or I need, you know, I like, I like cash flow projections or goals better than, than big pile dollars, but you know, so much a month for the rest of my life, you know, great. That's fine. But that highest goal in this triangle or the hierarchy of it, of goals, you know, that biggest one has to be kind of general, general and abstract essentially, but it's big, it's a big damn goal. And then all these low level goals just kind of stack and they're all connected. So, so maybe a person doesn't need 25 small goals because 20 of them aren't worth a hoot and they're distracting from the, the five that are really good to get you up that chain. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like that so visual I'm, because I'm, it means that the, the smaller goals that you're setting are foundational, right? Because I, I, when you say triangle, I think pyramid. And so when you think about a pyramid, it's got those foundational blocks down below that they have to be put in place and they have to be complete to even hold the next set of levels, right? And the, the next set of goals or those, you kind of went, worked your way up and you said three on the next set, which absolutely, if to, to get to those next three, you've got to have that foundation. To get to that pinnacle, you've got to have those three, right? So that's kind of how I visualize that. So I think you did a great job. Man, 
I want to say I'm a poet and I didn't know it, but that'd be kind of a bad joke, wouldn't it? <laughs> that doesn't even tie in. It's poetry. <laughs> we get, we have to throw a few random tangents in for our first time listeners once in a while, but um, no, you're spot on it. Anything in life. It doesn't matter if it's a relationship, goal setting, finance, that first job, you got to set the foundation before you can build anything productive out of that. Mm-hmm. Yep. I wish I'd have thought of that. Yeah, you nailed that. <laughs> so, okay. So let me throw you another one. I'm, I'm coming at you with these, these hard questions. So if, sure. I, if I mention his, Pete's point that you have to have a life philosophy, I mean, off the, offhand, do you think you, Eric, do you have a life philosophy? I think I do. And it's something that I've, I've really been working on the last probably 15 years of my life. I didn't, I don't think I had this philosophy when I was really young, but I, I always try to remember and believe in my heart of hearts that I can't outgive my blessings. In other words, my time, talent, and treasures, I want to give those freely to anybody I can. If I can help somebody in their business, if I can help somebody in the neighborhood, if I can help somebody grow, um, I'm going to do that and and spend my time, talent, and treasures to do that because I know that in the long run, it's going to come back to me somehow, some way, um, that it's it's not going to go into unfertile ground. Something's going to come of that. And I'm going to be blessed in that process. Yeah. No, that's cool. That's cool. I, I'm totally with you on that. I was hoping you weren't going to say, you know, my philosophy is just to have a million dollars or $10 million. You know, I, yeah. I think you have to have a, a calling or a purpose. And so, I mean, you put it back to me. I don't know if you did, but I'm going to just take this one. It's like, you know, a couple things come to mind when I think about this, this life philosophy. It's like, you know... I want to leave the world a better place than it was when I got here. Absolutely. Um, but a but a bigger tie into that is, you know, essentially, and not everybody's going to agree with me, and that's fine. Essentially, I, I want my children to have a better lifestyle than I had. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean things, better things, faster cars. No, it doesn't mean that. I want them to have the ability to have a full toolbox early in life so that they can show me later how they use those tools to be productive and hopefully make the world a better place when they're gone. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Now, what gets to that philosophy? In my case, it means going to work and working my tail off. And I've done so, you know, at this career for, uh, you know, we're at 24 years now. And there are some weeks I might work 70 hours a week. And at a minimum, I'm knocking down 45 to 50. And, and I don't do it for the money. I do it because I like it. It's yeah. purpose. You know what I mean? It is purpose driven that I enjoy coming to work. I don't even call it work. This is passion to me. And you know, there we go. We tie it right back into the book title. You got to have passion and perseverance, which means learning from your failures and, and still building something productive. Yeah. And, 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 and I know you well enough. I can say this. So listeners, if you don't know Corey, you need to get to know him because Corey, the other thing that you do is you, you constantly pour into other people. This podcast is just a very, very small piece of what you do educationally for the masses, right? But what people probably don't know is that you pay for this podcast out of your own pocket um, as an educational resource for your listening audience. This isn't something that you necessarily started for marketing purposes or anything else, but you have a production company behind you that does all the editing, does all the cleanup, does all the polish on it, uh, creates things and sends it out to folks. um, And you pay for that out of your own pocket because you want to educate folks. And, and the, the number of topics that you've covered in this podcast are tremendous. 
And that doesn't even scratch the surface of all the other things that you've done with webinars and, and newsletters and things that you do that you put out into the universe just to help folks. And, and I, I love that. And that's, you know, why I enjoy this podcast with you because you're, you're out there doing this on a daily basis. This isn't something that you're just thrown against the wall to see if it sticks. This is, this is how you live your life daily. No, I appreciate that. I, I take all that as a compliment and, and you're right. I'm doing this for the reason I started this is, is I wanted to see if I could do it. Number one. And now this is episode 38. So, okay, check that off the box. We can do this go. obviously. Number two, I wanted it to be somewhat fun and entertaining. Maybe debatable, but <laughs> no, we're trying. No, we're, we're trying. <laughs> and, and, and I told people this from the start. They said, what are you doing that for? I said, I do not want it to be a boring podcast that sounds like public radio. No offense yeah. to our public radio fans. I want it to be entertaining and fun. Any advisor, and there's lots of them out there, folks, do these podcasts and they talk in a monotone voice and they give you one topic and bore you to death with it. Well, you know what? It's not about that stuff. I mean, it is, but that's stuff beneath the hood or under the hood that advisors like us deal with so we don't have to bore our clients with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're going to make this stuff real. We're going to be passionate about it. And we're going to do things that help you, Mr. or Mrs. Client or Prospect, achieve what you want in life. Mm -hmm. And sure, everyone that sits in my chair says you got to set goals. Yeah. But I think they do maybe the wrong type of goals and they don't let people think about it the way we're talking. You know, we want people to spend their money after they've accumulated it. We want them to enjoy it. We want them to pass it on to family. We want them to pass it on to charities. We want to be productive. And now I'm getting all fired up. I'm getting even grittier than I was before I got here today. <laughs> and, well, go ahead. Yeah. I'm just getting fired up. So go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just going back to the word grit, right? You said it, it. I think you said earlier, it's not a word we use very often. And quite honestly, Corey, the only time I really think of the word grit is when I'm shopping for sandpaper, right? I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm in the hardware store. I'm like, okay, I need to get some sandpaper. What, what grit do I need? Right? So for those that don't do a lot of woodwork, the lower the grit number, the, the harsher it is, the higher the grit number, the smoother the finish will be. So I think of that as when we're trying to tackle our goals, or in your case, when you're working with folks with their finances, if they're just first starting out, maybe that's their first really good paying job and they're working, you know, toward cancel, you know, getting rid of some of that educational debt or other debt that, that maybe they've had to, to accrue as they're getting their feet underneath them, you know, they're going to have to get that low number grit, you know, 30 grit sandpaper, 40 grit sandpaper so that they can really start working and taking a lot of that stuff off, getting rid of that debt, working hard. And it's, it's really still kind of rough around the edges. And I know you work with people their entire life until all of a sudden they're getting to the, toward those retirement years and you guys are shopping for 2000 grit sandpaper, which is going to put just a gorgeous, beautiful, smooth finish on whatever you're working on. Right. And so they're, they're, they've done the hard work to begin with. And now it's time to enjoy the work, you know, the fruit of their label and maybe just put that little bit of a shine on it. Um, that, that's how I think of grit and, and over time. Exactly. And I tell people this, right? I tell new clients that walk in the door. I'm like, your scorecard of whether Corey and his team have done their job is not going to be determined in days or weeks. We're talking decades. Yeah. This is a long project. You know what I mean? And, and you got to have people in your camp. And if it's not my office, by all means, it should be some office. You need a professional to help you get through this stuff because it's not easy. Life is not supposed to be easy, but you are right, Eric. People are supposed to enjoy the fruits of their labor, and it's going to be somewhere down the road. 
when you can look back and go, hmm, glad I did that, or I'm glad I planted that tree in my backyard 25 years ago because it's a nice tree now. Yeah. You know, it takes yeah. time. Absolutely. No, I love that. I, I love the theme altogether all today. And, and when you say grit or, you know, I instantly, my head goes to gritty. So I'll throw my, my props out to wide receiver Justin Jefferson of the Minnesota Vikings, who does his little end zone dance known as the gritty. Oh, and, and <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> if you have not done that, or if you don't know what I'm talking about, you should, you should look I'm that up. I'm YouTubing it. Right when we're done, can, I'm YouTubing it. Yeah, and then you should practice the dance in, in your basement oh, because you don't want to pull it out in front of family or loved ones until you've at least practiced it somewhat. It, it takes a little rhythm. All right, deal. <laughs> <laughs> so there, we don't have to go back to that topic. Okay, so let, let's go another takeaway from the book. And, and basically, okay. we've sort of touched on this, but basically it, it's the point that gritty people, there I threw the gritty back, people with grit do more deliberate practice in the steps that they take. You know, mm. they understand that there's a bigger objective. You know what I mean? And, and, and to your point of things taking time, I think they understand that. Yeah. You know, and that can even tie into the next point is basically that, you know, the long days and evenings, the setbacks, the disappointments, the struggle, all that stuff that is part of building something worthwhile are just part of the project. And, and they have to be a part of it if this is a goal that is for the benefit of other people. And, and I think that's where, where Pete Carroll was going to earlier. You know, obviously, he wants to be a winning coach and hoist trophies and get all the credit and acclaim. But deep down, it's, it's really about more than that. It's about, you know, connections with people and seeing other people um, achieve greater things than they maybe could have without you. And I think that could be me. You know, that could be me, too, just thinking, you know, could I have done this better or that better? Yeah, Maybe. But at the end of the day, do I, in my heart of hearts, think that I improved the outcomes of everybody my staff and I worked with? That's a hell yes. Yeah. Hell yes. Yeah, absolutely. As you and, can and tell, I'm, I'm wound up today, aren't I? Yeah, you are. You are, you are <laughs> but that's good. Because, I mean, here's the thing is that you, you, I'm sure you have people that have the deer in the headlights look all the time when they come in for the first time or the first couple meetings because it is, it's so overwhelming. And once you're able to sit down with them and talk about what that pyramid or triangle looks like for them, um, you know, what the end goal is, what that audacious goal is, it, it can start to make sense because as, as a consumer, right, I don't know how to do something. I don't know what I don't know. And until I consult somebody, an expert that can tell me, Hey, if you're going to do this, you need to start here, right? I'm, I'm lost. And, and most of the time, quite honestly, and I, I think I speak for a lot of us out there, we just don't start, right? If, if I don't know what I'm doing and I'm, I'm concerned about it or nervous, then I put it off. I procrastinate because I don't want, number one, I don't want the, the, I don't want to feel the failure and, and I could easily fail if I don't know what steps to do first. And so I just don't do it. Right. Right. And I, and I think this book demonstrates that too, that, that a pattern of people that maybe don't have this spark of grit or they don't seek out people like that to take things off their plate. Um, they frequently maybe change careers. They frequently start a project and stop it. They, you know, they, they just, they don't see the benefit or they're not committed. They don't understand what it's going to take and to stick with it, you know? And, yeah. and it's interesting that, you know, in the book, there was a little story about Will Smith, the actor. And basically he said that He's been famous or achieved famous 
uh, accolades, not because he's great and talented and all that, but basically that that he feels he outworks everybody else and works hard to to master his his trade. And you know, his, his example in there was if if he challenged you and I to to go to the gym and we're all going to get on a treadmill and run until there's only one guy still running. He says he'll either die or he'll win that competition. Mm. Which, in our case, you and I wouldn't last very long. <laughs> oh no, I, I didn't. <laughs> We'd be like, whatever. I was already yeah. on. I was already on the bike. Sorry. <laughs> you know, but and that's that's what sets apart uh, people in our society, and that's okay. I think you know. I mean, I know there's been times we talk about the one percenters, the the highest wealthiest people, and we can't throw stones at them. I mean, maybe they worked really really hard. Maybe. Uh, maybe they deserved it. You know, that's a, yeah. I don't know. People aren't going to like that statement, but you know, I'll stick to it. Whatever. You know, I mean, I, I don't think we need a society where everybody has exactly the same car and the same looking house and dog and kids and pep picket fence and same amount of money in the bank. No, no. We're a capitalist country. Let's go. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can, you can, I would lump mother Teresa in with the one percenters, the, the, the one percenter, one percenters that, that worked hard for what they got. Because they worked hard for, you know, their their quote unquote lifetime um, and got to where they're at because of the hard work that they put in. Um, not all of them. Some of them got it handed to them. But Mother Teresa, she was elevated to a position of, of you could say, authority, uh, but she worked hard her entire life in a different way. And she achieved things that, that the one percenters will never achieve. Right. So I think that someone with with grit and passion come from all walks of life are are. Some of them are our neighbors. Some of them are, you know, our school teachers. I know a lot of school teachers right now, they've got to have grit uh, to just make it through the day a lot of times. You know what I mean? So I, I think we could see that all around us just in different ways, not even tied to money, right? Oh, for sure. I, you know, we've talked about how things take time and you have to have consistency of effort. But yeah, let's talk about enthusiasm. You know, I mean, lots yeah. of people have enthusiasm. You know, we could even say that's maybe common. But endurance is not common. I'd, I would venture to mm. say endurance is rare. You know, sticking with that job, sticking with that marriage. I mean, <laughs> a lot of things are difficult. Yeah. And it takes a person with a strong mental fortitude or their strong heart, whatever you say, uh, to keep fighting that fight and getting out of bed every day to, to make the world a better place or make that relationship better or that job or whatever it is. And, and so I think, People need to think about it. You know, you, you need to focus on repetition, you know, reflect when, when something goes well or does not go well, and then figure out if you got to refine that, you know, mm -hmm. don't go do the same thing every damn day if it's not working, you know, man, yeah. I don't know. Yep. And you know, that, that even goes to, a, I found another story and this one was kind of interesting to me. It, it's a story about bricklayers, people that lay bricks or stack mm -hmm. bricks, you know, and, and so Let's just say Corey. Corey walks up and sees these three bricklayers in action and says, you know, to the first one, hey, what are you doing? And the first guy says, I'm laying bricks. And the second guy says, I'm building a church. And then the third bricklayer says, I'm building the house of God. What does this mean? I mean, it means the first guy has a job, essentially. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the second guy has a career, doing what he's doing, you know, kind of okay with it, proud of it. But the third guy... The third guy had a calling. Mm. He's doing the job. He's doing the career, but he's got a bigger, higher purpose. You know, how cool is that? 
I mean, yeah. how cool if, if everybody could be the third bricklayer. I love that. I've never heard that before. And that's fantastic. That's why you need to tune in every, every episode, Eric. <laughs> that's, I do. <laughs> <laughs> you have to. <laughs> no, you know, I mean, so I know we, we cover a lot of ground, a lot of tangents in these things. But, you know, if, if, if at the end of the day, you or I or collectively we can make a person out there just think for a moment about something or maybe take a small incremental step that's going to result in something bigger, then that was a good day. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's time for somebody out there to have a good day. Um, how do they get a hold of you? Because there's somebody looking at their their situation and their long-term goals and say, I, I just don't even know how to write these suckers down. Um, and they need to have a conversation with someone like you. Yeah. I mean, give us a call. And, and if you're somebody that's tired of my voice and you want somebody else's, hey, we've got a whole team here. <laughs> Any one of us, I would like to say, share the passion that I bring on, on this podcast. So, I mean, we're happy to visit with you. Give us a call. 800-657-4316. Corey, it's always a pleasure. I I, I really enjoyed this, this two-parter. Um, for those that didn't hear the first one, go back and listen to it. It's, it's very, very interesting. Um, but no, I, I thought this was great. I don't think it was much of a tangent. I think this was, you, you brought it home. I like to bring my A game when I can. There you go. Corey, again, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of this. This has been fun. And of course, our last thank you goes to you listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Win podcast with Corey Hymanson. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Corey comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And we humbly ask that you share this podcast, rate it and leave a review is this actually does help others find the show. Thanks again for listening today. For everyone at Hymanson Wealth Advisors, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to The Win Podcast. What's important now? The show that helps you achieve your financial dreams. To ask questions about topics covered during the show or get a copy of Stop Doing Dumb Things With Your Money by Corey Hymanson, visit www.hymansonwealth.com or give us a call at 712-472-3867. Don't forget to click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors, Inc., Hymanson Wealth Advisors and Securities America are separate entities.